Hello, everybody. Welcome to Misunderstood. Um, welcome to this fantastic conversation because we are, it's a new set, it's a new conversation, and officially the launch of the Misunderstood podcast. Ooh. And who better to have this conversation with than a lady I met virtually, but we have connected and I feel like we've connected so deeply because of the material we're going to be talking about today. So welcome to Misunderstood. The reason for this platform, as said severally, is to give understanding to different happenings and life situations that sometimes you don't have to go through. You can just learn from people who are willing to share and people who are willing to give their input so that you don't have to suffer alone. So welcome. My name is Nyawira and welcome to Misunderstood. So today... We are so honored because we have a fantastic guest. Now, I will be saying, I'll be lying if I tell you that I have I have met people like her. I haven't met many like her because she's so passionate about what she does. And it translates so much because she has a fantastic book. And this is the book right here. This book is what we're going to be talking about. But I'm going to allow her to introduce herself because if I do, I may do injustice and I may get that emotional and start crying and start thinking, hey, Nyawira, calm down, it's just an introduction. <laughs> so, Judy, <laughs> you can look at the camera and introduce yourself to everybody who's watching. Oh, wow. So, every time I get to ask to introduce myself, I'm like, hmm. What do I say? What do I say now? <laughs> so, my name is Judy Pellucchini. Mm-hmm. I'm an author, first of all, and I'm also a writer. Now, I always forget to say, like, I'm a best-selling author. Yes. Which best is, like, really, selling. really important. Do you yes. know what I mean? Because I think sometimes we play down our roles mm. and we just kind of want to say the bare minimum. Yes. So, best-selling author, yes. speaker, mm-hmm. and corporate trainer. Mm-hmm. And I love coaching people because... Yeah. I'm so passionate about people seeing possibilities mm. um, because I think a lot of the times we can go through life without yes. seeing possibilities. Yes. And that is one of the reasons why I wrote my book. Mm. So yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. Yes. But I'm really just a, a girl from Umo. Big up to my Islands people. <laughs> so I grew up in Umo. Yes. I love my people. So I can't go without saying <laughs> Umo one, not two. So yeah, that's me. I live in the UK now. Yes, because so. I was about to say that's not an Umo accent. Hey. <laughs> yes, I grew up in Umo. Love it. I live in the UK now. Love it. Now, she has put together a fantastic book. And Judith, one of the reasons I'm so happy we're having this conversation is because the title of the book, Enough, is enough to talk to you. It's go find the audacity in you. No more needing to be liked or understood. Hala at the misunderstood community. I told you this was a divine connection. All of y'all are tripping. <laughs> but out of curiosity, why this title? Why did it, where did it come from? Mm. So the main reason for the title is I think a lot of the times we are scared of what people are going to say about us. Yes. So if we do something, we're worried about what our friends are going to say, mm. what our parents are going to say. Mm. Um, and also we don't have the courage to really go for what we want in life yeah. because of societal expectations. Yeah. So one of the title, the reason for this title, Go Find the Audacity in You, is to really encourage people to tap into yes. what they really want themselves yes. and find the courage to go do it mm. without worrying about societal expectations and what anyone is going to say. Because yeah. obviously we want people to validate us and yes. say, you're doing a good job or you're going to be amazing at it or you know, you're, this is what you're called to do mm. and we want people to say that. Mm. And when we don't find people to say that, we don't go for anything that we want. We kind of just sit back and coast and do what everyone else is doing. So go find the audacity in you means you're not looking for everybody to give you or anyone to give you any validation. You're looking for the validation from yourself. 
because I believe that, you know, God gives us, the dream is for us. Yes. It's not for your family. It's mm. not for your friends. Mm. It's for us. So when we see the dream, we don't need to be scared yeah. that the world is not seeing it. Yes. Because the world's not being given I the like dream. I like that. The so, world yeah. doesn't have to understand the they dream. They don't need to understand because the dream is yours. Yes. You're the one that can see it inside of your brain. So you have to have the audacity to bring it out into the world. I like that. Imagine, and then people will jump into it. Can you imagine that's just the intro of why the book is called? I told you this chick is deep. All of you are tripping if you're not yeah. believing it. Yeah. But also, there are so many things. I was reading this book and I will tell you, every word felt like it was just hitting my face because I felt like you were talking to me directly. And I've told you this even off camera is that I feel like how you write is such a simple way, but it's so... It's so clear and direct. But I have so many questions because, and this is why we don't share books, is because we always write our notes in them. So nobody understands why we're doing what we're doing. You've talked about something that I really like. There's a phrase you gave, and I'm going to find it. It is. You said, so this is actually when you're talking about um, the phase. So she talks about different phases in her first chapter. And the first phase you talk about, Judith, is the phase of the decision to leap. Yes. And I like that because you talked about the ideas in the brain but I'm so scared of bringing it out. And it's the truth is that we're always so scared of something. And the question, if I, anyway, let me stop. It's not my book. <laughs> the first question I want to ask you to talk, like, like I want us to talk a bit about it is the distractions galore. <laughs> and you say nothing arrives faster than a distraction when you have made a big decision. And I think yes. I felt this because I feel it every time I'm trying to do something. It's like, yeah. okay, now it's time to do this thing. I can feel it. It's in me. It's time. And then suddenly, oh, <laughs> distractions come like they've never hit you before. What is the process that you would give wisdom into as to killing those distractions? Because they come. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel that, you know, a lot of the times Mm -hmm. when you make a decision so big that you want to change your life specifically. Yes. Like you get tested by God Mm -hmm. or the universe. Something comes to say, are you really serious about doing this thing? Mm. Yeah. Are you going to do this? Because let's see your resilience Let's see how good you are at actually building that resilience and fortitude Mm -hmm. and going forth. Because I think a lot of the times we think when we are going to build a dream for ourselves, we think everything's supposed to be smooth and easy or people are supposed to just come out and help us. And that's when everybody kind of stands back. Yes. Because first of all, when you start to do something you've never done, it feels so weird, first of all. like It's like, do I really want to do this? Can I really do that? And then things start rolling in. Mm. It's always, you know, when I first started writing the book, when I decided to write the book initially, um, it was my birthday. It was actually 2021, September. So I was like, right, I'm going to write this book. It's going to get done. And it's going to get done as fast as possible. And then as soon as I decided that, my brother passed away. Oh, no. Literally like Mm -hmm. 12 days into that. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, obviously that was huge. Yes. But these are the things that, will come and mm-hmm. then you have to decide for yourself mm-hmm. am I going to stop or will I carry on yes. and so nothing great comes without struggle nothing great great comes without stress mm. and this is why I always say to people it doesn't matter what's happening around you there will always be problems especially when, when you make a big decision you, you, you know, you'll decide to do start a business and then mortgage gets risen up and you haven't got the money suddenly. Or in Kenya, taxes just become an inflated thing. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Uh Yeah. Or you lose your job the next day. And then you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? But that's the test. Mm. That for me is a test to see, are you going to give up? Yes. 
or are you going to be resourceful mm -hmm. and start to find other solutions mm -hmm. to your problem? Because mm -hmm. that's what life is about. Mm -hmm. Life is not about having a smooth ride and doing things mm -hmm. when everything is perfect. Mm -hmm. Life actually shapes you when you struggle through and make it because mm. the journey is not at the end. So the journey wasn't the end. When I wrote the book, it's like, yes, that's it. The mm -hmm. journey wasn't that. Mm -hmm. The journey was when I was writing the book. Yes. Because that's when the test is happening. Yes. Because what I always say to people, the dream, when you have a dream, you've already manifested the dream. Yes. Because it's already in your brain. I yes. saw my book in my brain already. Okay. So the book was already manifested. Mm -hmm. I had to, the middle bit is what creates your character, your integrity, mm. you know, your resilience, your fortitude. That's because that's when all the problems start yeah. kicking in. Yeah. And so the challenge for us all mm. is to move through the struggle and still do the thing that you said you're going to do through the struggle. Yes. Because that's when you're being built. That's when mm. your character's getting built. Mm, 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 and that's where people always drop on their knees and fall down and stop because yes. they think it's too hard. Actually, that's when you're supposed to be like rising up even higher mm. and going, do you know what? These other 10 things are trying to crush me. Yeah. But I'm built for this. Yeah. And I'm going to do this. I like that. And nothing's taking me off. So Cute remember that. Yeah, yeah, remember that. Anytime you make a big decision, you... It's almost an expectation. Mm. You're like, all right, what's going to start trying to come, you know, come for me? I like that. Yeah. I like that. Now, there are so many powerful lines <laughs> in this book and the other phase to this. And I think one of the things I just want to encourage everybody who's watching is if you'd like to get the book, it's going to be in the comment section in the description box at the bottom. Please make sure you get the book because I feel like sometimes the difference between you and the dream is just some sense of confirmation and this yeah. book actually made me feel like oh, I have so much to learn but she talks about one of the things I love to talk about and I, I like I, I can talk about this with my eyes closed in my sleep <laughs> when I'm snoring I can feel it because this becomes one of the biggest hindrances to audacity yeah. which is rejection oh yeah oh my and god everybody feels everybody wants to be affirmed Judith everybody wants to feel like oh my gosh yeah. you get me you're in my corner and the unfortunate reality is that yeah. not everybody does but there's something you say and I, I it's giving Oprah yeah <laughs> let's do it let's, let's have an she Oprah says, moment I hear you say but they're my friends and my family. You should support me. No, she says, it is your job to support yourself, your dream, no matter how hard it feels. There are two parts of that conversation that I want us to talk a bit about because mm -hmm. one of the things I'm interested to find out is, tell me about the entitlement people have yeah. when they think everybody deserves to support their dream. Because that's how we feel. Like, are you in my yeah. corner? Hey, then support you're me. You're not my friend. Yeah, you're not my friend. You're not dying for me. Right. The true ones die for me. The real ones die. The ride or die. The ride or die. Yes. So tell yeah. me about that entitlement. How do I kill it? Yeah. Because I like what you say that it's not anyone's job to support you. Absolutely. Mm. I think for me, first of all, I'm like the youngest out of three. So I okay. know entitlement. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm like my story older brother, of my, life. my sister, <laughs> my mom. I'm like, I, you lot should be supporting me because yes. you get me. But again, it just goes back to that thing of whose dream is it? Mm. Mm. Is it your friend's dream? Is it yes. your dream? It's not. Mm. And the reality is you have to take accountability for yourself yeah. at some point yeah. in your life. Yeah. And I think when we're always looking for other people to help us, that is a lack mentality because you're saying to yourself that I don't have what I need inside of me to mm -hmm. actually create this thing. Mm -hmm. I have to have 10 other people to come support me. Mm. So automatically you're saying you're not capable. Yes. 
unconsciously and mm-hmm. you don't even know that you're doing that. By virtue of demanding support. By virtue of demanding support. You're saying, I cannot do this on my own. Yes. But you don't even know you're saying, I cannot do this on my own. Mm. So automatically you're killing your potential yes. by doing that. Yes. So that's the first thing. So as I'm killing this potential, so yeah. let's say I have this million dollar dream. I'm mm-hmm. going to change the world one conversation at a time. Yeah. And I think all my friends should support me. When I'm at the point of envisioning this dream, should I also envision the type of support I will need and figure out this is the support I require, so what is it going to look like? As opposed yeah. to saying, oh my God, I can't do this. Let all my yeah. friends come and help me. Yeah. So the first thing I always say to everyone is when you when you decide that you're going to do something, yes. write a book, start a business, mm-hmm. start a podcast, YouTube, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you have to look at yourself mm-hmm. and think about what is it about me that's yes. going to kill this dream immediately? Yes. What is it that's going to destroy it immediately? Right? Understand your own habits, mm-hmm. your own belief system, mm-hmm. how you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So that comes under the expectations of other people. Good. And how you operate as a human being. So yeah. how you think, mm-hmm. you know, are you resourceful? Are you not resourceful? Yes. And then you have to find solutions for that mm-hmm. before. Because mm-hmm. we always look outside, but actually you need to find things within yourself. Yes that are going to stop you. So you're going to stop yourself. How are you going to stop yourself? Mm. So once you know the things that you use to stop yourself, mm-hmm. so if I don't get support from my friends, yes. it's not going to work. What is it then that you need to do without the support of your friends mm-hmm. to actually still make that dream happen? Mm-hmm. And that's where we start. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't start with yourself, then how are you going to be able to do it when you're on your own, on yeah. your knees, yeah. in the darkness, yeah. in pain, suffering? Yes. No one's there in those moments. Yeah. So actually you have to decide, how do I think? Mm-hmm. So if I'm writing a book, when I was writing a book, my mm-hmm. book, I knew I wasn't um, academically, I've always kind of suffered school-wise. Yes. So I was never really, really bright mm-hmm. or, you know, I didn't have good grades. Mm-hmm. So I knew one of my biggest issues may be I could tell myself that story while I'm writing the book, then that mm-hmm. blocks ideas. Now, my natural innate state would be to call my sister and say, oh, I've got a block, what shall I do? Yes. Right? And she'll give me advice. Mm-hmm. But actually, I now need to find the solution for myself. What do I need? So what I needed to do is actually block out times Mm -hmm. and actually sit on my desk, whether I had ideas or not, and just sit there and wait for ideas to come and start typing. So that I can overcome that need to go outside myself to find help. Yes. Right? So the solution for me Mm -hmm. is always within yourself. You Mm -hmm. have to find the blocks that you use. Some people complain a lot. Yes. Oh, there's no this, there's no that, there's no... So if you know you're a complainer... What is it that you can do to stop complaining? Mm. You know, do you need to listen to podcasts that yes. help you overcome that complaint mentality? Like do you misunderstood. Need to read, like misunderstood, right? <laughs> do you need to read books around that? Yeah. So you have to find what it is in you yeah. that stops you finding solutions within yourself mm-hmm. and create those solutions for yourself yeah. before you go outside. Yeah. And that's the one and only way for me. Mm. You can start to rise higher and stop looking for that validation yes because the more you find solutions for yourself that work for you Mm. the more you can do things for yourself without needing other people right right my goodness but if you need a resource that is impossible so if you need a podcast space for example exactly or a team you can think right i don't know anyone that is Mm. written a book before do i need to speak to judith maybe she'll give me some tips yes and then you can go away and do that Mm. so you can find the resource or you can find a teacher that can help you structure things and then you can go and do that yeah but don't look for people to help you find the motivation to do something correct or the 
inspiration to yeah. do something. Like It'll that inspiration happen. has to come out of you because yeah. you block yourself yeah. by the way that you're thinking. Because if yes. you think that I can't do this without these people doing X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. then you're stuck because those people won't be doing that. Yes. Then what are you going to do? I like that. So the people are resources for what you already have dreamed of, not a source of motivation. And that's such an important thing to say because yeah. what we don't like talking about, Judith, is that many a times we make people feel like they are our, our motivation. They also can kill their dream and tell you, no, hey, you're dreaming too big. Well, watch out, watch out, watch out. But the truth is, exactly. is that it's a huge lie exactly. because you've, you've given them the power to do it. Absolutely. So don't fight it. Absolutely. Like it. Yeah. Now, in a previous video by Misunderstood, just saying, because yeah. I'm telling you this was such an aligned conversation. Yeah. Judith talks about, um, I talked about reinventing yourself. And the thing about reinventing yourself sometimes is that you really have to analyze really where you are. Take stock of where you are and analyze what you need to do. But in your book, because me, I was just here writing notes. She says, <laughs> take inventory of the thoughts and ideas that control your perception in life so that your expectations can maximize your lifestyle and improve your area of life. And as I was reading this, I wondered to myself, so how do I take inventory? Yeah. Because it's a, it's such an easy thing to say. Because yeah. I'm not taking stock. It's like there were six bananas. Yeah. There should be six bananas. Yeah. But yeah. taking inventory, the first thing you say is the first thing to do is write what write down what you want mm -hmm. and attach that to your own belief systems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So as you are writing this, because many guys, I'm sure, I know many ladies who are like, well, I just want to start something, mm. but I don't know where to start because I don't know what my belief system is around mm. it. What would you say was yours process? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, the the belief systems basically mm -hmm. they get shaped when we're really really young yes okay so you get told or people get told either you're bright so you're going to have a great career yes. or you're going to go into politics mm -hmm. or you're going to go into i don't know accounting mm -hmm. and unfortunately some people get told the opposite mm. right they got told you're not good enough yes. you're not bright you will never be anything mm. you're useless look at you you know why are you taking up space in this world go make yourself useful yeah so when we're young, when we hear these things, they shape our beliefs mm. of anything that we do in life. Because mm -hmm. when you get to, you know, you go into the world after yeah. you're really young and you're like 20, 21. Yeah. Those belief systems, they follow you. Yes. Unknowingly, you don't yes. know that they're following you. So I'll give you an example with myself. Mm -hmm. Even before writing the book, I was, you know, when I, I think I've mentioned this, I wasn't really good at school. Yes. It's in the and first because, chapter. Yeah. And because I wasn't really good at school. Uh -huh. It meant that I could never be successful because in Kenya, education is really valued. Correct. And you, if you're not good at education, yeah. what can you do? Like, yes. Nothing. It's the metric of success. Yeah. If you're good in school, you'll be good in you'll life. You'll be good in life. Which is you'll be successful lie. in life or whatever. Yeah. So the people that are not good in school, mm. there is essentially the, the belief system is you're not good at anything. Yes. So you can't do anything right. Yes. So what I was doing when I was, you know, 21, 22, mm. 23, I was accepting the bare minimum. So any job that I got, I just got the job and I just did it. Mm. Because my belief system was that I couldn't do, I wasn't going to be successful. Yes. So anything that I get, I should, you know, grab it with more hands and not let it go. And I never thought outside of the box yeah. of, maybe you are clever. So you can never try anything that you see other people doing it. And if you see someone that's written a book, you're like, oh, must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah. yeah. Or they're special. <laughs> yeah. Or they've had this other thing that you don't have. Or they're educator or they're this, that and the mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. And you can't associate yourself with those people. Yeah. Right? If you see yeah. someone successful, you're like, yeah, it must be nice. Yes. Because I'm not. I didn't have the education. So yes. these are the belief systems that you've got to check. Mm. So when I was writing the book, for me, 
luckily I was in a space already I'd done personal development for quite a long time. Okay. But for me, it was actually getting out of the mentality of education is everything. Yes. You haven't got it, so you're going to be nothing. Mm. I had to change my... So when I was trying to get work, that I, I would think, oh, I re- would really like to get that job. But I'm like, but you're not educated. Mm. Like, you can't be that. So I had to audit that belief system. Like, why am I telling myself I'm not good enough? Yes. What is it about me now at 23, 24, mm-hmm. 25, at 35, at 40... That I'm thinking I'm not good enough. Mm. You trace it back. It's really what you were told when you were younger. Mm. And that was for me, it was literally that. I was told I wasn't good enough yeah. because I wasn't good at school. Yes. And then that translated I, to everything. Every area of your life. Every area of my yes. life. I wasn't, good, I wasn't a good enough friend because yes. I wasn't educated. Mm. I wasn't a good enough, you know, to be married or whatever because I'm not I wasn't educated. good enough. You know, yeah. I'm not educated. Yes. I I'm not good enough. It's just a whole blanket of my whole life. Mm. But we're not one thing. We're not good. just... Education. I like that. We're creative human beings. Yes. You know, we've got other unique characteristics about us. We're chatty. Mm-hmm. So we can use that talent. You know, talent is not just education. You're, yes. You can be a talented actor. Yes. Presenter. Yes. You know, someone that does design, yes. home design, and ha- yes. make a really good success of yeah. it. You know, things that are not the standard mm. reader book. And do that accounting. And I like that because what you're saying is we need to challenge what we've believed for so long. Because sometimes yeah. the, the lie we tell ourselves is that because I failed in one area, I'm stuck there forever. You know, one time I think I was with uh, my therapist and she told me, um, I think it's time for you to um, open the bonnet of your car. Yeah. Because you've packed yourself yeah. where you got stuck. And figure out where you're stuck. Because one of the things that's so funny is that we like to hide that, oh, this is just how I was. And it's such a lie. It's it, such a and lie. And that is the worst lie that you can tell. Is, yeah. I'm, I'm like this because I was brought up like this. Yeah. It's like, you're not one thing. Yes. You're many things. Yes. Like, we're not just a person. You're Like, for me, I'm a sister. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an auntie. I'm a wife. Yes. I'm an author. I have my own business. Yes. Got, I'm not just one thing. Yeah. But we think we're just one thing. Mm. Or the way that you were when you were younger is the way you're going to be or you should be the rest of your life. Which is a lie. No, you don't need to be that. Yeah. Because for me, I was like, education is not it. So what? I'm creative. So I need to go and do my creative stuff. Yes. And then I'm successful in that area. Mm-hmm. But then I went back to school because I'm a counsellor. Yes. Right. So actually, I'm really good at education. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't applying myself then mm-hmm. because there was like 40 other student, uh, students in my mm-hmm. class. I was young. Mm-hmm. I was quite playful. Mm-hmm. I was quite chatty. So it wasn't the, I wasn't good at school. Yeah. It was just that I wasn't channeling my energy correctly in, while yes, I was at school. Yes, yes. Because I've gone now and done things, as a, like, you know, like mostly psychology. Yeah. So I've studied, done yeah, exams. Yeah. And I'm very good at studying. I like I'm that. I'm really great at studying. Yeah. I pass really And clearly, like a great book later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm really good at, hmm. the thing that I was told that I wasn't good at, or I thought I wasn't good at, and I was actually failing. So I used to be like... 34 out of 35 people in mm-hmm. the school, <laughs> in the class. I was really bad. Sometimes uh-huh. I'd be like 35 out of 35. Oh my goodness. Really bad. Yeah. But actually, I'm actually a really good learner. Yes. Because now I, as a grown-up... You know better. I know better. Yeah. And I will apply myself because I know it's important. Mm-hmm. But people don't go back and challenge their assumptions. I like that. Or the things that they were told. Yeah. And then think, okay, now I'm 35. Now I'm 25. Do I still think that I'm stupid? 
Mm. No. Why, you know, why do I not think that I'm stupid? Because I can do X, Y, and Z, or I can yeah. choose X, Y, and Z. So as you realign your belief system, mm-hmm. I think the first thing to do is analyze what do you think is your reality? And then now ask yourself with that in mind, now what is really my reality? Because unfortunately, people, I mean, I've had many conversations with people and they're like, yeah. oh my God, but you know, me since I was a kid, I was told I'm not good at this. Exactly. And you believe it like on the money, but I love it. There's something else you talk about. And I mean, I've, I, Judith, we're going to have this conversation many times. And I don't feel, I feel like this conversation will not be enough to exhaust this book. And that's why I think you need to get it. But she talks about confidence. If you're not born with it, find the audacity to build it. Yeah. Stop leaving the world with your, your tail between your legs the whole time, isn't it? Oh, my God. Do you know how many people I meet that say, I'm an introvert. Yeah. So I can't do that. Such a scam. Find the audacity. Like, Get up. If you know that that's the issue, you have to find a solution for it. Yeah. You can't just sit there and say, This is the problem. I'm I have a problem. This yeah. is it. Bye. <laughs> you know, get up and fix it. Find a solution for your yeah. introvertedness. And sometimes, even mm-hmm. that is just people being told by parents, You've been shy all your life. Oh, you're such a yes. shy child. But actually, the shyness then is masked into insecurities. Ooh. Because you haven't got a skill mm-hmm. or you've been told that you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. So actually, you're not even shy. You've just been told that and then you've yeah. become insecure because you think you can't do something. So every platform that comes, you run away from it. You're just like, oh, I'm a shy person. I can't yeah. do video. I can't write a book. It's like, find, are you actually shy or are you insecure or you don't have a skill? Because mm. sometimes What's you don't have a skill. Yeah. You know, you think, I want to, you know, be on camera. Yeah. What Do I need to learn how to speak? Exactly. Do I need to have to learn body language? Exactly. Do I need to actually challenge that I was told I'm shy and I'm actually mm. not because I'm insecure that people are going to judge me. Mm. They're going to think I'm stupid. They're so what's thi- the real what issue? What is it? Oh, wow. I like that because, and this yeah. is something many guys, I think I've had this conversation with very many ladies particularly yeah. where they think just because I'm able to speak in front of a camera and talk to people is that you're so confident. But really, you have to bring it out of yourself the whole time. Exactly. Oh, my God. And even that, yes. ballsiness. Yes. Sometimes, because I, I had that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, Going into the rooms like I'm the boss, like yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, that was me trying not to be bullied. Exactly, because I was insecure. I hadn't known myself. It was so your I had to come in as a mm. bulldozer before anyone does anything. Yes, but that was also because of my childhood. Yes. So even the confidence people, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to think. Actually, am I confident or am I masking this? Mm. Is it something else? And that's the challenge that I had to have myself. Yeah. So actually, Judith, you don't have to be such a bulldozer everywhere yes. you go in. Yes. It's okay just to be yourself. Yes. Use the talent that you have. Be calm. Be chill. Yes. So whether you have confidence or get you don't, get out of yourself. Get out. Of, yeah. Challenge these ideas. Yeah. Like, who's saying this? Yeah. And even if you know, some people are like. They'll do these um, online assessments, personality assessments. And they say, oh, he said I'm this. Yeah. And now they're stuck at that. I'm like... That's not right. A person, Someone created that personality. Yeah. And you're not a robot. You yes. can decide from today I'm not going to be this. Yeah. And actually gain the skills to up. do what you need to do. Yeah. You're speaking yeah. my language. <laughs> but one of the things I love about this book is that also you don't, you don't unpack just the mind. You mm-hmm. also unpack environment. Yeah. And the thing I loved about the environment that you unpacked was about cultures. And, and let me... Yeah, this is a good. Me, I love. I was this here well. writing because I really wow. liked it because I felt like yeah. many a times we like to talk about how in my mind, me yeah. my ideas in my head. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. But yeah. we don't realize that when we bring it out to people, 
they don't necessarily have to receive it. And unfortunately, we bring it out with the intention of, okay, affirm me quickly so that I can start this thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. then you want a high from people. But you talk about... Hmm. <sighs> and let me get it for you because yeah. this one, it really, it made me feel some type of way because I felt like I've done this so many times, mm-hmm. which would be in... Yes. Yes. It is about sabotaging yourself. Okay. And I would like to find out from you... Mm-hmm. What does self-sabotage look like as a practical thing? Because I think sometimes we use these big yeah. words and they sound so fancy and so deep yeah. and so, wow, you're with it. <laughs> but really the question becomes, mm-hmm. how do I know I'm self-sabotaging yeah. when I consider the culture around me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you find yourself delaying something that you really want to do or something that you're really passionate about, you'll feel the fire inside of you and you really want to do it. And then you're looking outside and you're seeing the complete opposite. But it's the fire that's burning. Mm. You're sabotaging yourself, unknowing because you've got your you've got the your ability to do it. Yes, because it's already inside of you. Mm. So when you look outside and you think, "Oh my God, they're doing the complete opposite." Say, for example, female doesn't mm. want to get married, doesn't want to have children. Yes, and she's very clear on that. Mm-hmm. But then the culture is like, "You need to get married and have children." Mm-hmm. The minute she doesn't go for the thing that she wants because she thinks this other life, she's going to create this other thing. She wants to be an entrepreneur and, yes, da, 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 yes. and she doesn't want to have that responsibility of children and husband mm-hmm. versus and the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. She already has this narrative of, of entrepreneurship. Yes. But if she's holding that back and going and do this other thing, she's you're self-sabotaging. Mm. Because you already know what you should yeah. be doing. Yeah. Wow. So anything that you know you should be doing and you're not doing it mm. because you're looking outside you're already sabotaging Mm. because you already know what to do. Yeah. So self-sabotage is a conflict between what you know you should be doing and conforming to a thing that you feel by the way, this is not really my job. It's not even what you're trying to do. Okay. Or even jobs. You go into a job, you're like trying to be an office person. Yes. But you're a really creative person. And but, you know, your uncle is in that office, your dad's been Mm. in that office and your cousins are all looking at you like, when are you going into the office thing? And you're like, actually, I'm not doing that. It's not my thing. So when you go into that job, your office is not going to do that, do it well. Or you might even do it well, but you're going to be so miserable. Yeah. And maybe that's the question I would like to find out from you is that is there a time, is there a right time to reinvent yourself? Because I read this in my head, I was like, this could have been told to a younger lady yeah. or a younger man. Mm. This could be told to an older lady or an older man. So is there, like, is there a time where you'd say it's prime for you to reinvent yourself? I don't think there's a prime time. Okay. I think the moment you know you see a different side of something else that mm-hmm. you want, mm-hmm. you just need to take action. Get up and go. You just need to take action. Because yeah. I think there is also this idea of you need to be doing this up by the time you're 25, by yes. the time you're 30, you need to be doing this, by the time you're 40, you're doing yeah. this narrative of <laughs> you should be doing this, this, this. The big checklist. Or if yeah. you're 50, you can't change your career. Mm. Or if you've been a mom for 10 years, 15 years, and now you want to do things, you don't have the skills. Yes. So I think for me, once you feel the passion to do something, you need to do your best to find the resources to help you yes. achieve that thing. Yes. Because the minute you delay, delayed action actually almost kills the dreams. Wow. Because there's a thing about, you know, when your mental state is ready. Yes. And you're feeling the energy, the fire. Yes. And you're really like, all right, I'm going to do this in the next, you know, few months. Mm-hmm. But once you start delaying, there's, mm-hmm. all, there's that thing where the fire starts to kind of burn out. Self-doubt yes. kicks in. Other mm. voices kick in. And then before you know it, you've, the idea mm. is just dropped off the cliff. Yeah. So I think there is no time to say, right, at 25 no. now I can start reinventing myself. No. I think the minute you see something, mm-hmm. like when I saw someone who'd written a book, 
like before I wrote this book, yeah. just to backtrack a little bit, I wasn't thinking about writing a book because mm-hmm. I was comf- I was comfortable speaking, doing corporate training. I was really comfortable in my zone, and I was like, yeah. you know what, I love and doing it's getting this. the money. For and I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then I saw someone mm-hmm. that had written a book, and when I looked at this person, this is no shade to this mm-hmm. person. They, it was a women's event. Yes. And some of the women that were coming up were saying, I've written a book about this, this, this. And when I was looking at this woman, I was thinking, there is nothing with this woman that's different from me. From me. Mm. They're, they're not more qualified, more yes. educated, more, you know, character-wise. They haven't got more integrity, more charisma, more anything. Mm. And I was thinking, so why am I doing this? Mm. So reinventing myself as a best-selling author was something that I wasn't thinking about. Yes. And then suddenly I see these women and I'm like, wait a minute. Mm. I need to do this. Yeah. Now, I didn't think it was going to be a bestseller. I was mm-hmm. thinking, I want to write a book. Mm. Initially, it was just, I want to write a book. So when then I wrote it and it launched, yes. it was then a bestseller. I was like, oh, I should yeah. have done this yes. a long time ago. But that's the idea of reinvention. And maybe she's just not playing. She's playing very humble. Like when Judith dropped this book, it was number one, right? And actually second to Jay Shetty, isn't hey. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jay you Shetty were joking. Two, You're right? number two. <laughs> Judith from Umo you was know, number one. Can Umo you imagine? One. Can you imagine? Imagine if you spat on your journey because of where you came from or you told yourself it's impossible. We'd have never been here. Exactly. So we would have never been here. Yeah, I would never be a best-selling author. Exactly. You'd have been stuck in that place. Right. But there's also something else I want to find out from you. Mm-hmm. There are many situations that we have conversations with people and because my reference is often women because I talk yeah, to them a course. lot. Yeah. One of the things I find so common mm-hmm. is that when ladies particularly get married, mm-hmm. they feel like their marriage becomes their reinvention. Right. Like now I'm a wife. This is now who I am now. And we forget all our dreams. We forget all our ambition. And unfortunately, this also happens when we're dating. Yes. But out of curiosity, mm-hmm. how do I not lose me? Because I think when you're reinventing yourself, many a times people forget that yourself yeah. is very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And it's not to idolize yourself. It's Absolutely. What would, what, what would your wisdom be, Judith, to a lady yeah. who's in this new season of her life, which is a good season? Which is fantastic. It is a beautiful I know that season. Yes. Well, yeah. But the problem with that season is that now you think, now I'm a wife, this is who I am, and this is all I can ever become. Mm-hmm. What would you tell someone like that? The first thing I would say is that like you're never one thing at any one time. Mm. So you can never just be a wife and that's the end of it. Yeah. Because as humans, we're like, we can be multiple things at the mm. same time. Um, so please remember that you're not just one thing. Yes. Right? You're not one thing. Yes. Simply because you're married doesn't mean everything else is cancelled. Mm. And also the second thing is, do your best to understand who you are and what your dreams are. Mm. Because I think when we don't have a dream for ourselves... We don't have goals for ourselves. We don't have aspirations for ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we get something, we cling on to that one thing yeah. and identify ourselves as that thing. Yeah. So before even you get married, try mm-hmm. and understand who you are. What, mm-hmm. what are your dreams? What mm-hmm. is it that you'd like to accomplish mm-hmm. in this lifetime? Do you know what I mean? Because we've got one life at the moment in yeah. this. Just live it. Yeah, yeah. Just try and figure out what it is that you want to yeah. be, you know? Because, and I know it's a hard task to kind of think, oh, you know, what is it that I want to yes. do? Try and figure that thing. And it doesn't have to stay that way forever. Good. Right? It can change after five years. Mm. It can change, you know, change after 10 years. Because for me, when I first went to the UK, I was in sales. Mm -hmm. So I was like sales manager. Then I was like regional sales manager. But that whole experience was building my character. Yes. Because I was managing, when I left like employment, Mm -hmm. I was managing over 70 
a team of 70 people. Mm-hmm. And I was over 30 million yes. UK pounds. Yes. So that whole managing people, managing cash, like mm. large amounts, multiple million pound sales, it developed who I was and yeah. my confidence and my yeah. character and yeah. you know, my integrity. All of that was a like a stop base foundation. Yes. So once I did that, then I then changed again. Mm. You know, I went into coaching. Then I changed again into speaking. Then I changed again to author. So yes. I knew I wanted to make a lot of money and mm. impact people when I was younger. Obviously, when you're young, you're like, yeah, I want to yeah, make yeah, a lot yeah. of money. I want to be a rich girl. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. Like, make a lot of money. Uh-huh. Which, you know, you do that. Yeah. And then you think, okay, what's next? Uh-huh. So always be ready to the what's next. Mm. But have a basic understanding of what it is that I want to do. Yeah. So analyze yourself. Analyze like yourself. A lot of introspection, right? Yeah. So Judith, even as we come to a conclusion of this conversation, which I feel like it shouldn't end, but hey, yeah. life. Time One of the things I'd like to find out from you mm-hmm. is that as you wrote this book, definitely there was somebody you had in mind. Like there's somebody you were thinking about because I can because how you're writing it, I feel like you are talking. It felt like when I was reading this book, I felt like you are in the living room with people. Yeah. And you could see everybody in that room and you could see where they're stuck. Ah. And you are writing and telling them, okay, now you, you need to audit. You, you need to change your culture. You, you need to just deal with rejection. But this book primarily is written for anybody. Yeah. But when you think about this book, the success of this book mm-hmm. in our Kenyan market yeah. would be what? What would you envision that as? As in the age group? So the age group or like what? What would? what is transformation for you? Okay, so first of all, I just want to say when I wrote this book, mm-hmm. I was writing this book for myself really. Okay. Yeah, okay. Because I'd had this journey from insecurity, self-doubt yes. to actually figuring who I am. Mm to totally being myself and embracing yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, some of the things that I used to be told were pretty negative about me yes. and I had to reframe everything. Yes. So it was really, the book I wrote, it was my shoes in my, you know, mm. thinking about my three-year-old self mm. who was kind of like on the side, mm. you know, I was really dark. Oh, I still am really dark. Yeah. So my, like, I was and like, beautiful. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I was so, oh, they would be like, oh my God, you're so black. Yeah. Oh my God, like, <laughs> It was like a death sentence. I was like, wait, what's going on? What do I need to do? Like, it was such a doom and gloom thing Mm. to be really dark. And I was like, wow. And so I was like really sad Mm. growing up, like thinking, oh my God. And then, you know, I wasn't doing well in school. Yes. And I was like, oh my God. So I was, there was no, I wasn't stacking up anything Mm. as in bright, beautiful. Like all of those things were kind of being taken off my table. Yes. So... Actually, you don't need to be affirmed. This is why I'm saying outside of affirmations mm. doesn't need to happen for you. So the book was really about self. But ultimately, mm-hmm. if you're struggling with self-doubt, yes. for me, you need this book. Mm. If you really want, if you have a dream and you're thinking, not good enough, don't have the skill, yeah. can't do it because of societal expectations, yes. I'm going to be the only one doing this mm. thing, what is everyone else going to say? You need this book. Yeah. Because ultimately, yeah. our life is ours mm. and we should live it the way we want. Mm. We shouldn't our be living it. Our life is ours and we should our, be living it the way yeah. we want. We shouldn't be living it the way our parents want. Yes. Although we respect our parents, we love them mm-hmm. and we honor our parents. But they shouldn't be dictating how, dictating how we live our lives. Mm. We should fully honor ourselves as a human being, mm-hmm. tap into what's inside and actually really do everything possible to make that a possibility, a dream come yeah, true. Yeah. Because, you know, you're with yourself 24-7. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're with your thoughts 24-7. You're all you have. <laughs> you have to motivate yes, yourself. Yes. You have to get yourself out of a dump. Yeah. New, you know, everything about you is in your hands. Yes. When you're sad, you have to really... People can say what they want, but you know yourself. You know your mistakes. You know your past. Yeah. You know how you mess things up. Mm -hmm. You judge yourself all yeah. the time. Yeah. So you have to really do your best to not be your worst enemy yes. by then abandoning your dreams and your yeah. goals. Mm -hmm. That means you're abandoning yourself by doing that. So oh, you, wow. you can't abandon yourself. Yeah. What, is what is it that I want? Respect the parents. Like, mm. thank you so much. But I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And then when you fail, you don't then go back and blame your parents. Exactly. Say, oh, you didn't bring me right. It's a choice you made. You make a choice as yeah. a grown-up. Yeah. You do the best that you can for your yes. dreams. You don't abandon your dreams. You don't abandon yourself. Mm -hmm. You do your best to bring out what's inside of you. Yes. And then people will naturally gravitate. Correct. Yeah, so many people love me now. They're like, oh my God, I know Judith. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, that's me. When did I know you? <laughs> do you know what I mean? But... You know, back then it's like, they didn't know who you. Are you like, yeah. get out of my face, you know? Yeah. So you have to not abandon yourself. Choose you. And I think for me, mm. if, if I can just give someone something, it's like, choose you, choose mm. your dreams, and do your best to forgive your past yourself. Mm -hmm. What you forgive yourself as well with the dumb mistakes that yes. everyone does. Yes, 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 yes. And find the resource to help yourself. Mm. And stack yourself. I love it. And stack yourself. Yes, just get out of there. Get out yeah. of your way. Because yeah, yeah. you're the problem. Yeah. But even as we come to an end, one of the things I love about this book, Judith, and I really pray that as many people who are watching it can get it, yeah. is that I like it because it's very honest. It's very authentic and it's very practical. You know, yeah. I was reading it because I love to illustrate. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think in uh, the last year, if I'm not wrong, I was so committed to thinking I'm going to be a gym rat. So I was so committed to thinking that my trainer was going to change my life. Ah. But as he began training me, I thought he was on a mission to destroy me. Because I used to wonder, <laughs> yeah. why are you making me do all these things exactly. so painfully? And I would insult him in my head. Yeah. And I remember one time he said something to me. And I mean, even though that relationship led a natural death, he said, he said, nobody's able to lift up the weight. Yeah. Because you're the only one who will see the change. So I said to him, okay, then, then why do we have to do weights? Let's just run the treadmill. It's easier to do. But he said, no, you have to actually do the weights because yeah. that's a representation of the fact that your muscles are responding to what you're yeah, giving them. Absolutely. And as I read your book, I felt like yeah. you were telling me the same thing. Yeah. That pull up your own weights because like you, it's for you. And unfortunately, we live in a time where everybody wants to change for other people. So that you can become a big deal, so that you can become the superstar. But really, the challenge to everybody who's watching is lift up the weight for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So Absolutely. There's no other way. Because no one else is living your life. No one else. Like I always remind everybody, you're with yourself 24-7. Exactly. Do it for you. <laughs> you're all you have. You are your, yeah. Be your best friend. I like don't that. Don't abandon yourself. I like that. Yeah, don't yeah. abandon yourself. I don't know why that feels like it's such a, it's yeah, a, yeah. a job on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So this is Judith and um, we're going to tag her. All her socials are going to be in the description below. Yeah. This conversation is definitely not done. And I think the beauty about this conversation is that I feel like it's one of the things we're going to talk about. We can talk about every year without fail because everybody needs to step out yeah. of themselves. And even as the year is coming to end, I mean, this is a great time to ask yourself, what have I held back and what do I need to do next year, isn't it? Absolutely. And commit yourself to something. So yeah. I've had a great conversation with Judith. I hope you have. Please leave a comment below. Let me know what spoke to you. Let me know because 
because I know many of you are going to ask even though it's in the description box. Where can I get the book? It's going to be in the description box. Please get it. But above all else, and I'm going to use this line ridiculously and religiously, is don't abandon yourself. And I think that's the most beautiful thing I'll ever hear is that sometimes you need to hear it over and over again. That sometimes you're choosing everybody but yourself. So choose you this time. So yeah, thank you so much. I love you deeply. Have a great time. Go find the audacity in you. It's in you. Just go find it. I love it. Till next time. Love you all. Mwah.